Isaac, get uh, walk us through something you want. You want? Yeah. Um, man, there's two that I love. Um, one of them, Brandon helped me out with. Um, that's a multifamily we did. But I think the one that means the most to me is this storage facility that I got um, because it is helping retire my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, I I used to teach um, at a little town in Lincoln, Arkansas. Nice. Shout out the wolves. <laughs> and um, every day, so I lived in Fayetteville and I'd commute 20, 30 minutes out to Lincoln every day. And I would pass this storage facility over and over and over. And one day I was like, I'm just going to call that guy and see if he'd sell it to me. Like, I love the place. I drive past it. Like I can check on it every day on the way to work. And, uh, I called him and I was like, Hey man, his name's Ryan. Um, you ever think about selling the place? And he says, which one? And I went, Oh brother, man. Uh, okay, well what, I don't know what that means. And I was just, I was just super honest with him. I was like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I thought it was just this one. I don't know what I'm doing. People can own more um, than one property. Dude, yeah. I, <laughs> I was so like, I probably sound like an idiot. And I was like, I have no idea what about self-storage. I don't know how to price it. I don't know anything. And he was honestly just like the greatest seller I could ask for. He was like, man, I got you. Um, me and Brandon went and had coffee with him and talked to him about his portfolio. Um, and we got me and Brandon offered on all four. Um, and we got outbid by somebody, um, for all four. And so we kind of like walked away from it and like, you know what, try again, look for something else. And, uh, all for what? Oh, sorry. All four storage facilities in his portfolio. Okay. I should have said, were they all located at the same spot? No. Okay. All over Arkansas, Berryville, um, Lincoln, Farmington, Prairie Grove. And then he had them all in one portfolio that he was trying to sell. Gotcha. And, um, just didn't have the capital to compete with. Was he trying to sell just like under the radar? Um, yeah. Didn't have it listed. Hmm. Just good thing uh, you called him. Yeah. It was like the weirdest timing. And so he gets under contract, kind of put it on the back burner, um, and just keep up the relationship with him. And, um, the one that's in Lincoln, I also drive by on the way to work. Didn't know it was his. Um, he said, we, we were talking one morning on the phone. He was like, man, they really don't want the Lincoln property. Um, so they're lowballing me on it. And I was like, well, what are they, what do they want to pay for it? And they're like, they want it for 300 grand. And I said, all right, if I did no realtor fees, cause they had a realtor, um, would you give it to me for, you know, 280? I think it ended up being 282. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, absolutely. And so I took that and I had been, he said, oh, he said they're lowballing me at 300 and then he yes. took 282. So, no, he said, <laughs> yeah. He said, if you take off the realtor fees of the lowball 300, cause it's cash flow in three grand a month, the realtor fees on that be a max nine K. I don't know how, dude. Just, I don't know yeah, how the dude. I don't know how it worked, man. <laughs> think, that dude loved you. I think, this is a great, <laughs> I think this is a great point, though. Like the importance of creating the relationship with Absolutely. with the owner. Yeah. Like yeah. there, there was phone calls. There was coffee. There was like yeah. there's multiple follow ups in, in relationship. It wasn't always like a call just to like buy yeah. his property. It was like, hey, man, how's how's business? Or like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, dude, well, so, I mean, we talked four or five times, and I had no intention of buying anything from him. Um. And yeah, he just called me one day and he, I don't know why he was so upset about the realtor fees, but he was just like, he's, and then I even was like, let's round it out to 280. And he was like, 282. It was like, that was his number for whatever reason. <laughs> so maybe there was something deeper there. I didn't look into it that much. Trying to buy but a wife at Rari. 282. 282. 282. 
And, uh, and so I was like, all right, I got this. I like the place. Numbers make sense. It crushes 282. It grosses three grand a month. And so it's like absolutely dominates the 1% rule, which you can't find anywhere. And I was like, okay, um, how do I, how do I do this? Sorry. 1% rule is an old real estate investing rule that doesn't really work anymore. But if, if the income, uh, the monthly income is 1% of the purchase price, it's a good deal. And so if you're buying a house for 300 grand, you should be able to rent it for $3,000 a month if, or so if, I have, in yeah. that case, if it plays rents for 1200, you should pay $120,000 for a house, which makes no sense. I found a deal uh, a month and a half ago for one of my investors and yeah. I cash flowed him 500 bucks a month. He goes, man, love that cash flow, but it doesn't follow the 1% rule. Can't buy it. I was like, you, it I was so mad. Anymore, man. I was like, dude, yeah. come on now. <laughs> so whenever I, whenever I saw that it was, that it was going to work, I knew it was going to work. And, um, I had recently gotten married, actually engaged. I don't think we were married yet. And, uh, her father, my father-in-law is a veteran, um, worked blue collar his whole life, put every single paycheck in his bank account. Just not in, not in very, um, risk averse. risk averse. Yeah. Doesn't like investing. And, um, he's trying to retire in the next five years. Um, and just doesn't have, he'll have teacher retirement and he has the VA cause he's a veteran. And, and I was kind of looking at all of his income streams and I was like, man, I don't know if retiring's on the radar for you right now. Um, but then I found this deal and I said, if you give me 50 grand from your savings to buy this deal, I will give you $500 a month. So at 1% him and, uh, great return. Yeah. And he said, okay, just real quick, most risk averse person on the planet, but it kind of goes to show you, like, if you have a great deal, like, I mean, it wasn't that easy. I had a, and a great I mean, relationship. I made a PowerPoint. Like I went in there and I was like, here's this, <laughs> here's the market. Here's what it brings in. It's been a hundred percent occupancy for 10 years. Like all this stuff way under market rents. And, uh, and so that's how I financed it is I went, got down payment from him, went to a bank, have a great relationship with my banker, um, at first national and, um, put 20% down with his 50 grand and the payment on it's 1100 bucks a month. The other ex- miscellaneous expenses about another 300 bucks and it cat and it grosses three grand. Your mortgage around two twenty ish right now. Or, or, or uh, yeah, I owe, owe about just about 210 on it right yeah. now. Um, but it, dude, it crushes. That's, that's mean, amazing. I'm able to pay him 500 bucks, pay the 11 to the bank, pay the three in expenses. And I still make 900 bucks on it. I love that. That's so yeah, yeah, that's, that's my, like it also, obviously it was a killer deal for me, but being able to like, he's one step closer to retiring now is just mm-hmm. insane. And so the plan is to, um, kind of spruce the place up. It's pretty ugly. It's pretty, it's got a lot of some water damage. The paint sucks. There's no gravel. Do you manage that your place yourself? Yeah. So I do it all. Um, easy How self storage. He? he is 60 pushing 60. I mean, think about that. It's like you, you, you're 60 something years old or he's almost, yeah, 60, almost 60. Yeah. Almost 60. You do one deal. One. I mean, we're talking about a small deal. Mm-hmm. Like this is not like you're buying $2 million worth of real estate and you can potentially retire because yeah. of this one deal. You know? yeah. it's like, and then if you start young enough, it's like, you know, you, you don't have to do a bunch in real estate to change your life. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, when we 
eventually I, my goal is to pay either pay it off or sell it in seven years. Um, and so, I mean, once it pays off, then it doubles to a thousand for him, you know, What's he's a 50% owner. So incredible 1500, depending on how the rents go. Um, but yep. no, my plan is to add, add a little bit of value, maybe add, um, I'm trying to buy the land next door, add a couple more units and then sell the place. And that's great. And him a nice little nest egg to go buy a house in Florida or something. So, lovely. Yeah, to, uh, that's probably the best deal, but tell, yeah. tell us too about, uh, the fourplex, the fourplex was how, fine. how it came about and then how you, how you use, um, some creative renting techniques, yeah. I guess, to, um, to really maximize that. So there property. was a fourplex that me- Brandon, do you knew the listing agent? Yeah, it's Kyle Atkins. His, uh, oh, really? Listing yeah. agent's yeah. my broker. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I was looking, I was actually, uh, we kind of verbally offered on that for yeah. a client of mine while y'all were uh, really offering. I mean, it. we, we went back and forth with the seller for probably four months because yeah. they like, they wanted 850 and I ran the numbers and it was like, dude, it doesn't make sense paying anything over 700 grand for the place. And, um, so they, I think you called, you told me you called Kyle um, and he basically hung up on you because I offered 700 and he was like, absolutely not. Like, what are you talking about? Respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. And, uh, and so waited a month and then they kind of reached out and were like, Hey, are you still interested? And I was like, I'll go up to 725 or something. Um, no. And then another month goes by and like, they what ca- year is this? So this is last year is early 20 is it early, early 21 or late 21 it was early 22 early 22 i know it was it was still around hot. march still a hot market because yeah. we i close i closed the day before i got on the plane to go propose oh, wow. like it was nice. like it was like super quick so and that was in march um so pretty recent and um wait another month and it turns out that they were trying to 1031 it and you're on it when you're 1031 and you're on a timeline and so it got down to kind of they had to sell the place yeah. and they just called and they said this this was i i hope they never listened to this but it didn't make any sense they said called and said tell your tell your buyer to offer 750 and we'll take it and i was like you know what i let's do it i think i can make it work so they called and they called brandon they called brandon and said tell your buyer to offer 750 and so i offered 750 and they countered 760. <laughs> I'm like, you turds. Like, what? <laughs> what? Are you they just want to, they want to feel like they won. They feel like they won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I did it up. Got his ass. 760. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, you little sucker. Um, I actually talked to them on the phone. They were super nice. They were, they 1031 into some Airbnbs in Florida. And I'm nice. they're just killing it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so got the place 760 um, and it appraised for 800. Great. Um, and then a month later, the same build. So the fourplex is in a neighborhood with multiple of the same building. One sold for eight fifty a month later. And so if you use that as a comp, now I have ninety grand in equity yeah. in a month, mm-hmm. um, which is just killer. Um, but all of the tenants were on leases that were way under market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, man, how do I? Are they month to month? No. Mm-hmm. Um, they were two had still had another almost calendar year and then two had about four months on them. Okay. And I was breaking even on the rents, which is good. Fine. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, but I needed to 
um, if the other two were going to be that drastically under for the remainder of the year, when the other two moved out, I needed to, it to be pretty, pretty hefty. And so I was listening to bigger pockets <coughs> and I wish I could remember the guest name and I don't remember the guest name on it, but she strictly rents to travel nurses and manages it off from her phone and just travels the world, uh, moving people in and out, um, through a website called furnished finder. Yep. Um, and so I convinced my wife that we should spend $20,000 buying furniture for this place. Um, Not easy to do that. No. And it, what's even crazier is the money we used, or this is the point we made in episode one. You got to find a partner who is on board with what you're doing Mm -hmm. because instead of having a wedding, we eloped, um, flew out to Oregon, eloped on the beach and all the money we saved Whoa. we put into real estate yeah and um y'all are so that, bought in yeah we were bought in and, yeah and so like are we we got married for less than ten thousand dollars love it and uh and everything we saved just we just dumped it into into this place um furnished it um put a bunch of nurses in it and they're the best tenants on the planet man like they treat the place super well super respectful pay on time they work 12 hour shifts. So when they're home, they're asleep. Like they're not partying. Probably scented uh, candles in there. Dude, it's great. <laughs> one of the, the, there's one in there right now who, uh, she is like there for an extended amount of time. It's usually three months, but she's been there for six. And, uh, so she bought a bunch of furniture to make it feel like home. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I, I don't I'm not going to take this back. So you can just have it. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. Like she like decorated it even more like paintings and yeah. she put an island in the kitchen on like one of those wheel islands. She's like, yeah. oh, I'm not taking that home. You can have it. Like they're just, they're so nice and, and, uh, that's respectful awesome. The property. They're awesome, man. That's um, sweet. but yeah, that increased the revenue on the two, um, enough to compensate for the two that were lower. And, um, what, what were rents for the, so they each rent their 1200 square feet, each unit, 1200 square feet, three bedroom, two bath. The bottom two units have back fenced backyards and they were renting for a thousand bucks a piece. Oh man. And comps in the area right now are 1500. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a conversation I haven't had with them yet. Cause in May this is when their lease is in. Sorry, buddy. It's like, <laughs> Hey guys. Hey guys, but I, I so. yeah. yeah. So I'm do all that myself. Um, it, it's super easy. The furnish finder is super easy. Um, of also not sponsored. Avail, that's a bigger pocket sponsor. So mm-hmm. plug yeah. bigger pocket. Avail's awesome. That's what I use for everything. Oh, okay. Um, it's my management software. It send dude send the leases, click to sign, sends it right back. That's they do, they process credit cards. Like it's it's all free. Hmm. It's cool. <laughs> Um, I need a property management software. I manage, uh, I don't know how, I guess 30 residential and are you all paper? Everything. Really? iPhone and paper. Dude. Docu- that sounds but, it's going to be yeah, episode, Docu- episode three is bringing Josh to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is software tomorrow. 2023. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get you on a computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. That that's great. Isaac. That's a cool deal. I, and to finance that one, I had to go get a, I have a big loan on that. They wanted 25% down. Obviously, I didn't have 25% of $760,000. So um, I had to go to a family member and be like, please, 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 please. Yeah. 
And so I'll be paying that back slowly as yeah. well. Thank God <laughs> for her family. Bank. But shout out yeah. to family members. Shout out to just, and it's, that's the biggest, the easiest, not easiest way, but the best way to find money for a deal is go to people who are one successful because they know what a good deal looks like. And two retired because they don't want to do anything like yeah. they're happy. Um, you know, sitting at their lake house all day or whatever they want to do. And, but they have money sitting around and they're never going to say no to a good deal. Mm -hmm. So if you present it the right way, you can find money just about anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I would even say th number three, somebody that believes in you, right? You don't yeah. really want somebody that's breathing down your neck, probably right. like, where's my money kind of deal, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And he believes in you. He knows yeah. you're going to pay that back. Absolutely. So yeah. I think there's some importance there. too is like, you know, if you focus on finding a good deal, don't worry about the money. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't have any money to put into a deal, it sounds weird to not worry about the money, but you can find the money uh, if the deal's right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's got to be a killer deal. Yeah. Finding the deal is hard, harder. So harder. much harder. I mean, so, so, so much And harder. people said that when, like, when I didn't have any real estate, like, what, on bigger pockets and stuff. Like, oh, whatever. Finding money. Finding money is easy. easy. <laughs> you know, pluck it, it off is, a tree. You have a good deal. It is. All right, Zach. Tell us about a deal you want to. Uh, so... <laughs> I, mine was not nearly as analytical as, as any of y'all's. I just happened to end up cash flowing on it. So my first home, I was, it was very emotional purchase. Uh, I knew that I at least knew enough where I was like, I need to get into real estate. I need to buy something. Um, and I was like, regardless of what my mortgage is in 30 years, I'm going to be better because I bought it. Um, I knew enough. This house is over in Rogers. It was in a good location. Um, I knew they were building a new subdivision like right across the road. And so I knew that was going to help appreciation. The place had a pool and a hot tub with a three bed, two bath, 1600 square foot home. And so I am actually going to got to get the reels in. Absolutely. So I'm going to set this up. Push the yeah. top ones. You gotta get the content. Yeah. So it's all about the content. All about the content. So um it had this home on Pine Street had it was three bed, two baths, sixteen hundred square feet. And not many homes that size have a pool and a hot tub. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I definitely think a renter would pay a bunch of money. Can you know if you think you like a normal person being able to have a pool and a hot tub in the middle of a neighborhood that's like the only person that has a pool, they're going to pay a lot more. So I was like, let's pull the trigger on it. They were asking like two thirty five, mm -hmm. and I gave them two seventy five. This is an in-ground wow. pool. Wow. In-ground pool. This was uh, two years ago. Um, I gave them two seventy five with a full appraisal gap coverage. So I was, I was like, that's confidence. I was ready to pony up. And the day, <laughs> the day that the, it, and I didn't ask for any repairs. I was like, I was, there was like 12 other offers. And I don't think that, I don't think this was like super, I don't know, ethical, but I like had a conversation with the real, with the realtor. I was like, I was like, I'm it, come on, pick my offer, man. Like I'm gonna be another, I'm, I'm another realtor. It's gonna be smooth sailing. I was like, you, you know, it's gonna that be. That doesn't smooth. happen, by the way. No, it's not it in happen. the real estate world. Realtors don't do that. Yeah, realtors don't do that. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, it'll be smooth sailing, dude. Just 
pick mine. Um, but I ended up, I did end up winning um, out of like ten other offers. I'm sure it wasn't because of that though. It was because you offered forty grand. Over. Well, I did offer forty grand. I did offer forty grand it over. Like you were offering less or something. Well, the the thing is, I don't think the second worst offer was that far behind me. So I offered two seventy five on a two thirty five property with full appraisal without coverage, no repairs requested, and so I was ready to pony up a bunch of cash um and the day that appraisal came in i was just i'm praying like every day dear god please have this appraisal come in at value or just like just like a a little bit off Close. close and it came in uh right at what I what I offered so I didn't have to come no any any cash out of pocket besides down payment and closing costs and I got paid 3% on the deal so you, my down payment ended up being just really felt like 2% and then 5000 for closing costs got in my mortgage is $1400 and I rented out for 2200 a month that's killer so, yeah it's yeah. it's a killer killer rental um the only thing I'm just kind of praying for a hailstorm right now it needs a new roof <laughs> but the roof is functioning as it should. Um, my my tenant is amazing. Uh, she's great. She's fixed up the place. I mean, I, I hope she stays there forever. Like she is a an amazing, amazing tenant. Like the, the place looks better than when I when my wife and I had it. So uh, shout out to my Rogers Pine Street tenant. Um, yeah, it was it was a great first deal. I get you know, I automatic right into my bank account. Um, I see my 1400 go out and 2200 come in every month. And it's, it's a a big plus. It like covers my health insurance, part of my car payment or all of my wife's car payment. And so, um, yeah, that was a happenstance ran into it. I was just like, I know that I love real estate and I need to get into it. I'm going to buy something. It just happened to work out. My interest rate's like, 2.8%. 2.8%. Best. Uh, it's great. But that was a good first one. I bought another one since then. I'm building a home and then I'm hoping to buy two or three multifamilies this year. Too. Did you, did you live in it at all before? Yeah. We so we, we lived in it. We, we, di- we didn't have 20% to put down on it. Right. So we moved in for 5%, lived in there for a year and then got a tenant in there. Um, and that is kind of our our game plan. We we move into stuff for three to five percent down, uh, live there for a year, fix it up while we're there. We did some small changes to that first one that helped it. Like we changed out light fixtures and painted a thing or two, but it was it was all under like a thousand bucks. We move in five percent, which is at max was like twelve thousand um, dollars, and then we're getting like what like 800 bucks a month something like that off of it so it's a great cash on cash return so did you um was that fha at five percent or did you go conventional 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 five percent yep um and i can actually you can you can actually do uh uh fha loans more than once as well i've just recently found that out like you can do it a couple times so, so how are you looking at, at deals now? I know, I know when you first got, um, and you said you, you knew you just had to take the leap and you had to jump in mm-hmm. and it was more just like, you didn't even really look at the numbers. You yeah. just know that this is a good area. It's, it's projectable and we got to get in. What, how are you looking at, at deals now that you're, 
I mean, you're two years in, you've got two investment properties mm. now. It's a lot more analytical now. So even my se- my second property was even worse. Like I, I'm like, I'm cash flowing like a hundred bucks on it. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm, I was like high on buying real estate and I was like, let's buy another one. And so I bought one and the interest rate was a little higher. It was a little bit more expensive. And, you know, I got a tenant in there for like 2,100, but my mortgage is like 1,900. So I'm like, I was like. I was toying around the th- with the idea of selling my second one, but it'll be great in the long run. I, I was even more emotional. And so like I made like a pact with myself. I'm like, I'm running numbers from here on out. <laughs> and now this is just a young investor thing. Like I, I am, I'm a lot more analytical now. I've said no to a few deals. Um, now I am running uh, numbers, making sure worst case scenario that it works, best case scenario, what what can my potential cash flow be? Uh, I have spreadsheets I follow now, um, but there's nothing I'm ever going to buy again that I don't run numbers on. Uh, it just happened to work out for me for my first that, year. Uh, that investing snowball will get you. Yeah. <laughs> like you get that first one it's a high. and it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, yes. This is crazy. How many times can I do this? How many times can I do this? Yeah. How do I, think I, saying, how do I do this again? I think that's a good point too is, um, you know, you're going to say no to a lot of, lot more deals and you're going to say yes to clearly. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to look at, unless you're Zach just popping up buying stuff. Yeah. Uh, never, never <laughs> it works Offer out, 40 yeah. over right Which now. Which is amazing. God was looking out. out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, is, is like, how many deals do you evaluate before you say yes? I mean, I don't know. Before you bought a storage, you guys are, I know you guys are scouring storage right now. You probably looked at 500 storage. Brandon called like 20 people yesterday. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's, I mean, 20 people to get one or two good responses. Right. And even more than that, when you're evaluating a deal, it's probably one to a hundred most of the times. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a grind. It's not easy to just come up on a good deal and you're not going to come up on a deal every time. Right. But and you can't catch fish if you don't have hooks in the water. Exactly. So, and you, you, uh, you and Brandon both talked about, uh, rolling your commission back into the deal for, mm-hmm. can, can I mean, maybe Zach, can you talk about that? Or just like, how yeah. That so it's, it's a secondary lenders. They get really confused about it for some reason. Like, it is a it's a battle and it's it's can be done you basically just like take your commissions and go and you have to talk with your broker um i am we are not financial advisors we are not lawyers we are people who like real estate and take it for that we're not you don't have to take our advice just that's our show that's that's our show disclaimer we're not cpas we're not lawyers uh yeah yeah so um it can be done. They basically just take your commission and subtract it from the down payment, I guess, in the SparkNotes version. It's about it's about that simple. But you would think that you're like trying to break into the Pentagon the way some of these lenders treat it. They're like, I don't know if we can do that. I'm like, it can be done. Like, I know it can be done. Like, there's I'll get into that in a later episode. But yes, it, it, it can be done. And and uh, it's, it's probably a lot easier with commercial lenders to do something like that because but uh, secondary market lenders, they have to follow like specific sets of rules. It's like pulling hair to do anything, like pulling teeth to do anything, not pulling hair, but, but I pull my hair out. It's, it's like, it's really hard with secondary lenders that are following government rules to get like creative, anything done. Yeah. So very thankful for it, regulations. Well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're, we're thankful for regulations. We don't want 2008 to happen again. I think this is a kind of a, as we're all talking about these deals, um, kind of a broad 
point of view is like, if you're listening to this, you think there's multiple ways to quote unquote skin the cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That phrase, but you know, whatever. It's like, none of these deals are the same. We're not all doing exactly the same thing. There's infinite more ways than we just talked about to mm-hmm. get started be in real estate, be involved. And so I, I, you can be over, over analytical of one specific path. I'm just going to do storage or I'm just going to do FHA buy a first house or I'm just going to, you know, whatever the case is. Mm. Um, but there's a bunch of ways. And so just get, get in the game. Yeah. Get in the game. Get in the game is the biggest thing. Taking the first step. We can even do a whole show on yeah. what, First time buyers just pulling the darn trigger, pull the trigger, just let Shia, what's it, Shia LaBeouf, just do it. Like, just, just do it. Like, you have to, you just have to pull, you have to pull the trigger. Um, if you ever want to, you just want to, I mean, if you just want to keep working nine to five forever and, you know, just getting by making 50K, spending 49 of it, like, yeah. great, but you got to pull the trigger sometime. Yeah. And start, that's okay. And then that, 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 that's completely fine. You, you gotta, I think the biggest one Not. for me was just like, start, start <laughs> analyzing, even if you don't want to buy something right now. Yeah. Like any yeah. deal that comes on the market, get used to, I used to get like super scared listening to bigger pockets because they would call things like, uh, they would say deals or how did you do that? Uh, like words would, would scare me off. Like deals just means like any house on the market or any property on the market, like <laughs> Get, put it in an Excel spreadsheet and put in what you're going to need for a down payment, what your interest rate is, what it can bring in, and just see if that one number is bigger than the other. Like, mm-hmm. It's that simple. And do that a hundred times. Get on Zillow and click every single house. And then yeah. switch it to rent and see what the neighbor rents for and type it in. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would know how to analyze a deal like the back of your hand. And then I would find people that, that you trust that are in the game too um that to to take a look at it and kind of verify what you're looking at too it's, find, so, it's so important find and find people that have invested or investor friendly realtors or someone that knows what they're talking about there's um there's not very many realtors that know how to like accurately analyze deals and give you right numbers up uh, on uh finding an investment home yeah um and you want to make sure they're in your corner they're not just trying to chase after a commission check so find somebody like that 100%. Cool. well that was a good episode and we're gonna wrap this up thank you guys longer than i expected yeah that, that was, we're at we're at an hour and eight minutes that was that's, a while but i mean that was actually really good um but thank you guys and tune in for episode three out